Slapping alas and dying on pork and beans. The Squid Circle Digest, that is. Here is your host, Sean Stanley. It's Saturday, and you know what that means. Squared Circle Digest Onside Radio. From the beautiful inner Miami CF Stadium. A little foggy here this morning in South Florida, so if you're heading out this morning, yeah. Make sure to be safe. It was a little bit hectic getting here behind the board today. My man, Alex. Alex, how are we doing this morning? Doing good. Doing good. I feel like, you know, we're changing sides here. I feel like you should be sitting on this side. I don't know. So so you think you're you're saying you're better than me? Not at all. I think you just said that. No, no. You are the wrestling guy. So this is your show. But I'm just so used to seeing you behind the monitors. So, but this is a good change of pace. I like it. Yeah, I got a little chance to co-host with uh, Toast yesterday. Marsh was I, out. I, I so, listened, uh, yeah. That was so great. So I got a little chance to co-host there. And, of course, this show here on Saturdays. Did you, did you stop at the McDonald's over here? Have you ever stopped at the McDonald's here? I've been to the McDonald's. Not today, but I've been to the McDonald's right across the street from the stadium. So, yeah. So I get my meal. I'm not going to say what I get because uh, I'm around, so I get a lot. But but I get my you know my large Coke and and they give it to me and and what's up with the paper straws? I'm all for recycling. But one thing to me that doesn't make sense is this: soda, water, all that stuff that's wet. What is a paper straw doing in a wet soft drink? Besides, now I can't even get my straw out of my cup now because it's mush. Why is that, Alex? I'm trying to save the planet, man. You know, I I have no idea. Like, like I, like, I'm all for saving the planet, no, but, I but I can't yeah. get my soda in my mouth now because with the COVID, I don't want to drink out of the cup. Right. And also, like, you get those paper straws and you put them in your drink, and you gotta drink it as like quick as possible because you wait a couple more minutes and the straw's gone, legit. Like it would just evaporate into your drink. That's what has happened here. That's what has happened here, and, and I'm very upset about it. I'm almost upset about it, as a lot of people are upset about The Undertaker being on the Joe Rogan experience this week. Uh, a lot was said. We're going to dive into a couple things that uh, kind of highlighted the Twitter. You want to be a part of the show, it's 888-441-4623 by phone. We'll probably open up the phone lines in the second and third segment. But, of course, by text, the whole show, 844-416-8123. That's 844-416-8123. Got a little ahead of myself there. So The Undertaker goes on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. Uh, you listen to that podcast at all, Alex? Yeah, I do. Yeah, and I and uh, my girlfriend actually told me that The Undertaker was on the Joe Rogan uh, show, so I took a listen, and, and it was it was interesting. What what was some of your takeaways before I dive deep dive into this? Let me hear some of your takeaways of of what you thought when you were from as you're you're a you're you're a wrestling fan, yay or nay? Yay, but. A recent wrestling fan. A couple of my buddies when I was in school in Gainesville got me into wrestling, and uh, since then I've been hooked. Okay, so you weren't really watching it when The Undertaker was The Undertaker? Here and there. Here and there. Like, but not a lot. I wasn't like back then, especially like during like his heyday or mm-hmm. like when he was like, you know, at the top. Not, not much. I didn't see much of Undertaker. But like to answer your question about him on the Joe Rogan show, my take on that is that it was such a a refreshing change of pace in terms of like fans seeing the undertaker at his job 
and then seeing him behind the scenes. He does during his career. He never really opened up a lot. No, so, he opened up at, at all. That really, he, he he lived his gimmick. I mean, there was yeah. even times where, like he said in in the Joe Rogan experience, but he used to wear all black mm-hmm. when he was you know doing the Undertaker gimmick. They used to park in. Uh, they would leave an ambulance when they went to Madison Square Garden. They would leave with the paramedic crew to get dropped off at a separate venue or separate parking garage so that they could leave from there so they wouldn't have to walk to the fans. That's what he did. That was his kayfabe. And here's the thing I think some of the 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 people in the uproar, and I'm not here to say whether he's right or wrong. I'm not here to say whether people that are in uproar are right or wrong. But you have to take a look at what The Undertaker, the era that The Undertaker was a was a pro wrestler for the majority of his career. Back, you know, I don't want to say back in the old days, but wrestling was protected. It was a protected business. It wasn't what it is now. It wasn't the sports entertainment era. And I'm talking Undertaker, the wrestler here. I'm not talking about Undertaker, man, because there's more things that I had forgotten about and have come to light again here, but I'm talking about this these comments that were made during the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, and we'll get into more detail here, but you have to remember, The Undertaker was from an era where this was a protected business. He spoke about it. When he went to get trained, and, and the one story he used was Buzz Sawyer, who, which actually he didn't get trained there. He just kind of gave money, and then Buzz Sawyer beat people up, ran people off, kept their money. And Mark kept showing up. And then ultimately, Buzz Sawyer moved territories and kept his money, and then The Undertaker kept his dogs. But that's what it was back then. It was protected. If you listen to Hulk Hogan, I believe it was Hiro Matsuda, I want to say, and I can't remember if it was an arm or a leg. But when Hogan went to train the first time, Hiro Matsuda broke his leg or broke his arm, one of the two. Then he came back, and that's when he trained them. It was a protected business. I'm not saying it's right. But it's a different era. It wasn't sports entertainment that we see today. Guys weren't outspoken about the business. It wasn't social media back then. It wasn't, everybody wasn't on social media. What you got about pro wrestling from was from your pro wrestling illustrated, your your uh, pro wrestling uh, this week, the TV show with Gordon Soley, Joe Petticino. You were fed the information. They controlled the narrative. If you went to the live shows, went to a lot of championship wrestling in Florida here. They used to give you the little the little uh, show program, about three or four printed pieces of paper. Little storylines written in there, and then the top 10 on the back, and then a place for autographs, and all that. That was the information you were given. It wasn't the social media age that it is now, to where you get what every wrestler is eating. They're flying out of an airport. And it was also territory driven. The wrestlers worked in those territories. And you've heard the stories. I mean, you've heard the, the bar fights, that, you know, from other wrestlers. That's how a lot of them made their names. It was a different era. It was about protecting the business. 
wasn't necessarily so much about protecting the boy. It was about protecting the business. And you saw that from The Undertaker until here recently. And now he's coming out and you're hearing, you know, his stories. And, and now you're hearing his opinions on certain things. And again, not here to say right or wrong. But now everybody's in an uproar that, oh, The Undertaker, he thinks the product is soft. The product is soft. And, and here's a little hint also about that. The ratings say it's getting softer. The product. The Undertaker didn't say anything in that uh, the comments about the current product that I, I don't necessarily know is is wrong. I'm going to read, you know, quote The Undertaker here. I try. It's rough right now. The product has changed so much, and it's kind of off. Probably pissed a lot of people off, but they need to hear it. It is what it is. The young guys who think he's a bitter old guy, I'm not bitter. I did my time. I walked away when I wanted to walk away. I just think the product is a little soft. There's guys here and there that have an edge to them, but there's too much pretty and not enough substance, I think, right now. So with that comment right there, is he wrong? When you look at what the WWE, back in the Attitude Era, where everybody had an edge... Everybody who was on TV had an edge. You didn't turn it off. Look at the product that's coming out right now. SmackDown. For everything that SmackDown is, Raw isn't. There's a few storylines in Raw that, that, that got me a little bit. The Fiend and Orton. The Hurt Business, love the Hurt Business. The Charlotte Flair, Lacey Evans, starting to grow on me a little bit. But SmackDown now is starting to, to get a little bit edgier with, with the Roman Reigns. I think Roman Reigns is the, is the lead focal point there. If you watched the promo last night, you can feel that promo. That's the edge, and I think that's one of the guys that he's saying, you know, Undertaker already said has an edge there. There's, there was an edge back then to everybody, not just one guy. Think back, if you can, to the Attitude Era. Give me anybody. Even the mid-carters had edge. Has an edge to them. Their characters. The storylines. And that's what I think when he said the product is getting soft. I think that was more toward the creative process of what the WWE has become. Not necessarily a hit on the talent. Although talent might play a little bit of a, a role in that. But another part. Let's go down to, to another thing that he said here. One of the big things that happened was that the generation before... We all got old at the same time. 
So there weren't enough guys to work with the young guys. And then he went on to say, you can listen to the fans on the internet or you can listen to someone who's been there and done it. There was just not enough of the merging of the young and new talent. And I don't necessarily think it was a merging of the young and new talent with the vets. It was the fact that I don't think the talent had a voice in the creative process. You think The Rock, you think Stone Cold, Triple H, DX, you think all these guys didn't have a role in the creative process as they were doing it? I think a lot of the young talent was taken advantage of by the company and told, you're going to do this. And of course, the young talent, they want the jobs. They're going to do what they're told. And there was no young, or sorry, old grizzled vets there to be like, no, no, this is what we're going to do. Because all of them had moved on. And the vets that were there, AJ Styles, were not WWE vets. When you look at what The Undertaker was saying in here, and again, everybody's going to look at it differently. That's the thing with professional wrestling. You can look at it many different ways. It can be looked at from different angles, and somebody will look at it like this. The other person will look at it like this. This is what I believe from my reading, my looking at the comments, is he's talking about Looking at the talent, the product, not the talent. I'm sorry. The product, not the talent, has gotten softer. Now, I did say some comments about the talent and the locker room, and we're going to get into that when we come back. Don't forget, Miami Heat and NBA fans catch Ira Winderman here exclusively at OnsideRadio.com with our Acura of Pembroke Pines Miami Heat reports. Catch Ira throughout the week at OnsideRadio.com, and when news breaks, Basketball fans know Onside Radio is the place you get the insight you need. Find the podcast for the Squared Circle Digest on all podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Welcome back to the Squared Circle Digest. To text the show, 844-416-8123. That's 844-416-8123. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. As you heard, that was the text line. Don't forget you can call also 888-441-4623. We're going to open up the phone lines here in this segment. And the next, I want to get your thoughts on uh, what you thought about The Undertaker, him being on the Rogan Podcast. And we can talk anything else. Right now, we're going to go out to the phone line. We got uh, Big Tony. Big Tony, how you doing, buddy? Hey, what's up, Sean? How have you been, buddy? Been good, man. What's your thoughts? Uh, I agree with what Taker said on 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 on, 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 the, on the Joe on, on, on the podcast with Joe Rogan. I, I thought he, I totally agree that the business has been the the, the business right now currently is that most of the times are soft and 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 it's and, and, and yeah, back then it's a lot of potential. It, it was protected, but one thing that one thing I I'm the one thing in the current business, even with WWE, 
And then we all we always did it so many times. They don't create new stars. They go too much to the old cookie jar and do and get these part timers come back and 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 do and take big spotlights in WrestleMania. You know, uh, eventually, uh, eventually, eventually, they you you gonna run out of red eyes uh, uh, out of the cookie jar with getting old after let's say the current president that was Sean Dwayne Rock Johnson would have that one match. Left and, and they have a, a spot of WrestleMania. Not a bit more, maybe two or three years, maybe WrestleMania. John Cena going for 17. And now uh, Bill Goldberg, who's saying he's got three matches in it. You know, I don't know. I'm going to tell you this. They don't create new star or push new star. Like, even Biggie said on a recent podcast that, hey, I, these part timers taking my spot, and they're getting into a, a big spot of WrestleMania. And I totally agree. WWE needs to start creating and start pushing big young stars to continue as a company and as because that's the one thing we we love back in the days in the in an ad they did pick new they did create new stars and they create new 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 stars and and, and push them into it and 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 then one thing when we get back to uh audience the audience will, will tell you who we like and who we hate uh Sean yeah but also I think that's part of the issue right now is that when they do push the newer talent Something is not resonating with the, with the viewership. And also, I think another thing that's hurting a lot is the coronavirus. You're not getting that live reaction anymore. You're kind of getting your TV ratings are saying whether or not they like the product and the talent. And I don't think you're getting a good reading off of everything going on because, um, because of the coronavirus. I don't think right now you can build anybody, but I think you can start – you know, again, I, I look at what AEW does, the model they're using. They're AEW dark. You see mm-hmm. a lot of their name talent, and then you'll see some of the younger guys or independent talent. Not all of them are younger, but independent talent working said names. And then they yep. start they start looking at the YouTube, and they start looking at Twitter. They look at the social media buzz. Then all of a sudden you'll start seeing them move over to Dynamite. And then they start bringing guys in. And, and you start seeing that model, and with WWE, it just, to me, and, and we've had this discussion many times, it, it, it's Vince McMahon. You, either he likes you or he doesn't like you, and if he doesn't like you, there's not much you can do. And, 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 and that's, that's the problem, because uh, it's that it's, 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 when you say about AEW, I think AEW Dog is one of the best wrestling programs, uh, not, not on TV, but on YouTube, or basically on YouTube, because you see these young independent wrestlers, and you get to know their character, what their background, and then you will be okay, oh, okay, they're going, he's going he's gonna to be undone, dynamite. Whatever and and everything and everything, but but they they doing that over there in AEW and WWE. It's like, hey, if you're Vince Man's favorite, you get pushed. If you're a Charlotte fan, oh, Charlotte's gonna get Charlotte's gonna get the title right away. Why no 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 uh, building up on her and uh, or and and that's been the, been the past oh you know five six eight years or ten years whatever in the past decade with Vince Man because hey, you're, if you're not his favorite, hey. You get young talent, including NXT talent that come up, get buried. And I, I it's like, how are you going to ruin uh, a Matt Riddle? Great wrestling talent. Great wrestling talent. How are you going to make Alistair Black? How are you ruining uh, Alistair Black? Great wrestling talent. Well, I heard, I heard reports that uh, Alistair Black's actually going to get a big push here coming soon, but we'll see. Again, everything I've heard is reports. I am not a reporter. I have no, you know, nothing like that. I'm just saying I've heard things being said that House of Black is set for a big return. Tony, I want to thank you for your call. Uh, appreciate you, my friend. But, they, they, uh, they were, uh, 
Yep. And then when you when you were talking about it too is uh you know, he Matt Riddle, that that pushes kind of it's it's yeah. Keith Lee. I mean, to me, Keith Lee should have been pushed to the moon. And he was beginning to. And then all of a sudden something happened. Not sure what. But something happened, and now all of a sudden you're watching him. He lost graces with Vince McMahon, and now you see where is he? Where is he? He's losing clean in the in the main event to set up a match for Goldberg, Andrew McIntyre at WrestleMania. Or, sorry, at the Royal Rumble. I'm getting ahead of myself. I hope we do not see a Goldberg uh, championship match at WrestleMania. I do not want to see that. I, I'm one of the ones that, look, when you have your Legends nights, I think those are great. I, I think they're, they're great. If you want to have a legend come on and the role that Ric Flair is doing right now, I like it. And in the third segment, we're going to get into a little bit more about, and you know, Sting's coming back, and he's going to be now uh, in a match. I'm going to get into that, but I want to stick with The Undertaker. Uh, Tony, I want to thank you for your call. And don't forget, you can be a part of the show by call or text. You can call us, 888-441-4623. Text us at 844-416-8123. Another thing that The Undertaker, he criticized the locker room. A little bit. Um, and again, he he starts it by saying, and I'm going to quote him right here. In that era of guys, too, men were men. Going to a dressing room today, and it's a lot different. I remember walking into my first real dressing room. Half of them had knives and guns in their bags. Stuff got handled. Now you walk in, there's guys playing video games and making sure you look pretty. It's evolution, I guess. I don't know what it is, but I just like those eras. I liked when men were men. And I looked at this wording a little bit differently until I was reminded of an incident that happened with The Undertaker. And uh, with Canyon, Chris Canyon. There was a, a thing, Chris Canyon, it, and it, it's in his, I believe, is a, a book that was written about him post- posthumously. Um, he stated that he had went to WWE, you know, a creative, and kind of pitched that he wanted to become, you know, the first openly gay pro wrestler. And he kind of got pushed back to the to the back to the back of the wall, like oh no no no. But then the Big Show and Undertaker were in a feud at the time, so the Big Show sends him a present, the Undertaker in the ring, and and Creative decided, hey, you know what? We won't let you be the first openly gay pro wrestler, Chris Canyon. No no no. I'm gonna dress you up like Boy George. You're gonna come out singing. I don't want to hurt you. To which the Undertaker took a chair, and apparently a lot stiffer than normal, concussed Chris Canyon. Now again, you heard on the show, the Joe Rogan experience, where he spoke of, uh, didn't didn't by name say, but I believe it was Viscera he was pointing out about his uh, orbital bone. 
from a leg drop. The nose and everything else was, I believe, uh, Mysterio. They kind of talked about that. He talked about mistakes in the ring. But, again, you're swinging a chair as hard as you can. And now when you're making comments, you're saying when men were men. I read that a little differently until I was reminded of that this morning. It was a different era back then. You think back your Dick Murdoch's, Dick Slater's, Junkyard Dog, Ernie Ladd, Ox Baker. Down here you had Kevin Sullivan, Mark Lewin, Dusty Rhodes, Blackjack Mulligan. Even your Tyree Prides, uh, Scott McGee's, the mid-card, lower-card talent. Tough guys. When you think back about some of the instances, and when you hear that, again, back then the business was protected. I'm not here to say right or wrong. But sometimes you have to think about what you're saying. And again, The Undertaker didn't say a lot when he was in the ring. Now he's more outspoken. You're seeing more of him. Is this one of the instances where you, with those things where they say you don't want to meet your idols, the people you hold high? Are you seeing that with The Undertaker? Not for me to decide. That's for you to decide. Start your morning every day at 6 a.m. with 4th and 20 with Toast and Marsh. The boys cover all the local sports stories while providing some great Miami Hurricanes insight. Download, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. 4th and 20, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. only at OnSideRadio.com. Listen to OnSideRadio.com anywhere by downloading the MyTuner Radio app in your app store. Or go to MyTunerRadio.com on your web browser. OnSideRadio.com. South Florida sports leader. To text the show, 844-416-8123. That's 844-416-8123. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. Back high top inner Miami CF Stadium. The fog starting to lift, and now it's becoming a beautiful day here in South Florida. I want to stay on the topic with uh, The Undertaker and the Joe Rogan uh, Experience podcast uh, they just did recently. I want to remind you also that you can be a part of the show. Reaching out to the Squared Circle on text at 844-416-8123. And you can give us a call here in the studio, 888-441-4623. Of course, you can follow on Twitter, the station at Onside Radio. I'm at Sean underscore Stanley 11. That's on all avenues of social media. You can me on Instagram or Twitter at Sean underscore Stanley 11. And, of course, you can get the podcast wherever you wherever you get them. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Podbean, wherever you want to go. You can search Squared Circle Digest and uh, download, hear what I had to say. Subscribe, rate, review. Let me know what you think. But I do want to stick, like I said, with The Undertaker because there was 
a response, I believe, wasn't named in person, but Xavier Woods came out and said, I wouldn't be the person that I am without the guidance and lessons of a few key people from the previous generation of wrestling. They taught me about the business to save my money and having and that having video games in the locker room is healthier than having and that has been redacted. Thank you guys. 100% agree. A healthier locker room right now, the environment. It's changed. The eras have changed. Again, in the territory days, you would do TV usually Saturday morning. Saturday night, you're traveling and going, going whichever city you wanted to be in that night. Monday, you're traveling. Tuesday, you're traveling. Wednesday, you're traveling. Some areas, you're off Thursday, Friday. Back to taping on Saturday. And again, when when Undertaker, Mark Calloway, talked about in WWE, the marijuana. They would get fined the first time, fined more the second time. The third time they got fined and suspended or sent away. So a lot of them stopped doing that, and what did they go to? The pills. Which is even worse. And I think... You know, again, as everything's grown, society included, you're starting to see maybe that, that was a mistake by WWE because they almost forced those guys. Because, again, when you're 320 pounds and you're getting slammed for 20 minutes and then you got to fly or drive to the next city. And, again, when you heard The Undertaker talk, he wasn't just flying from – Miami to Orlando? No, he wrestled in Miami. The next night he was in Oregon. The next day he was back in Atlanta. Then he was over to the West Coast. They were wrestling twice on Saturdays and Sundays back in that era. Not saying right or wrong, but it was a different time. You can't look at what you have today and not look at what was the past. It's evolved from what it was. A business that was highly protected to now it's, that's a business that's part of sports entertainment, part of pop culture. That's what you have now. And Xavier Woods, 100% correct. It's a much healthier, safer locker room environment. And when you look at what he said, some of the veterans taught me to save my money. That's another thing that happened, at least, you know, again, the stories you hear, I was not there. A lot of those guys lived their gimmicks. They they wore that lifestyle. It wasn't a gimmick, really, actually. It was their life, their lifestyle. Ric Flair, the four horsemen, finish wrestling, get on a plane, private jet, go to Las Vegas, party, get back, go to the next town. 
Where are you saving your money when you're buying private jets? Where are you saving your money when you're jet setting everywhere? Again, wrestling was a protected business back then. You wore what is a gimmick now? That was that was your life. That's what you wore in and out of the ring. Because you had to sell those tickets. Because another thing, money wasn't guaranteed back then. I can go to a locker room and play video games now because I know exactly the money I'm getting paid that next payday. It might vary a little bit depending on your merchandise sales or, you know, again, I don't know what other deals you have in your contract. But another thing back in the days, where you were on your car on the card dictated how much money you're getting paid. You think there wasn't some backstabbing going on in those locker rooms? Think there weren't some alliances that were made back then? You think about you talk about the click and what they were politically with the WWE. Can you imagine what was going on in some of these other territories back in the days? And they weren't drawing thirty thousand a day. It was a different era, a different business. So, yes, somebody that's been through all of that is going to have a different view of walking into a locker room and seeing guys play video games. And let me ask you this. Do you think Mark Calloway, The Undertaker, has ever touched a joystick and played a video game? Maybe now with his daughter, maybe he'll get into the video games. But there's no way you're going to tell me that Mark Calloway has purchased a PS4 on Nintendo back in the day. How about a PlayStation? No. I don't think that happened. Different era? A different view of the business. Right or wrong? Not for me to decide. These are the changes that pro wrestling is going through. AEW now giving you some options. WWE was the main. And then you got a little Ring of Honor, MLW, New Japan. Get your appetizers. AEW is going to give you a different option. And now... I almost forgot about this. NBCSN. By the end of the year, it looks like they're going to be dropping the channel. And that means that they're going to be moving hockey and NASCAR to probably the USA Network and some others. Hockey plays on Wednesday nights. Do you know what is on the USA Network on Wednesday night? NXT. So think about this now. 
because NXT will probably have to move. Monday's Raw. Wednesday's going to be your AEW now. Friday's your SmackDown. Do they go Tuesday or do they go Thursday? And now, wrestling fans, hey, now you get to have your cake and probably eat it too. Because now you're going to have wrestling four nights a week. And when pay-per-views are on, five nights a week, if not more, on from YouTube and your WWE networks and everything else. But you won't have to flip back and forth. You won't have to go to one or the other. Coming up next, David Dork, he'll join me here. We'll do a little crosstalk. Chirping the Cats Radio coming up at nine at 10 o'clock. I'm sorry. Saturday, sports fans have a place to talk sports and gambling when the J-Rod experience takes over every afternoon. Tune in every Saturday from 2 to 4 as Jim provides you the sports investment information you need to have a little fun on the weekends. That's the J-Rod experience, 2 to 4, only at onsideradio.com. Welcome back to the Squared Circle Digest. To call the show, 888-441-4623. That's 888-441-4623. Here's your host, Sean Stanley. Wrapping it up here, Squared Circle Digest, tripping the Cats Radio with David Dork coming up. After me, after him, it's Red Card Radio with Austin Robillard, then Kai's Corner. And we end the Saturday programming with the J-Rod Experience. Got David Dork in with me right now. Hockey season started. Yeah. And then now we're on pause again, for the at least for the Panthers. For the Panthers. Yeah, the Panthers, they, they, they tripped out of the gate. They, they got two games in, and now they're waiting again. Yeah. So. Now, the offensive explosion, was that expected? or? Uh, I mean, yes and no. They, you know, the, scoring goals has never really been a big issue for this team. There were some questions because they got rid of like Mike Hoffman and Evgeny Dadanov, mm-hmm. but I've been saying like this, the scoring is going to be there. They added enough secondary guys. And clearly, you know, two games in, you've scored 10 goals. You're doing something right. Yeah. Regardless of who your opponent is, scoring goals mm-hmm. in the NHL isn't the easiest thing. No, it's not. And then uh, Drieger, the first night, two goals he gave up. Yes. Bobrovsky, the second night, four goals. Just a little bit of rust for Bobrovsky? Or? You hope so. Um, he looked sharp in camp to mm-hmm. that point. Uh, a couple of the goals were not really on him. A couple mm-hmm. of them were on him. Um, but, again, it's game one of a long season. So, you, you know, at, at that stage, you give him the benefit of the doubt. You give it with a grain of salt, and it's Bobrovsky. You hope he's going to live up to that yeah. $10 million bucks he's making every year. Yeah, you definitely do. And I, I follow you on Twitter. If you don't, you should. David Dork, at David Dork. They're, they're doing some uh, – what what you – I think you said there was a 11 on 11 or what? <laughs> 14, 14 on, on 14. What was that? Everybody that wasn't a goalie – well, even the – actually, I was going to say everybody that wasn't a goalie, but the third goalie was playing too. It, Q, the head coach just said that, you know, being that, like we were just saying, that the games aren't there and they're having so many practices that you want to keep things loose and fun. And so he said that's the kind of drill you keep in your back pocket. But it was basically like, you know, shirts against skins. Everybody on the court, everybody go at it. Two putts were in play. And so you had one group on the ice on one side, one group on the other side. You had the third goalie out there. He actually scored a goal and said he was keeping the puck, or the coach said he's keeping the puck. So... It's just nice to see that, like, even though these are professionals and they're at the highest level and all that, they can still go out there and just bleep around and have some yeah. fun and uh, do the best that they can to make with the situation that they have no control over. It's not like the Panthers are the team that's having the COVID yeah, issues. Yeah, no, it's not. So it's just kind of an unlucky draw in a pandemic situation. So what do you do? And real quick now, hockey, is that a, a uh, momentum sport? Like, can they pick up where they left off when they restart? I think it's the same as any other sport, really. When you take off this much time, it's just a matter of how good are they practicing. 
how locked into their systems are they? How much are they relying on particular skill? Uh, there's so many variables that go in because it's so early in the season. Yeah. Uh, you hope that they can. I mean, last night, the Dallas Stars, that's who the Panthers are supposed to play the first two games. They played their first game of the season last night. So you think, oh, wow, they're going to have some rust. They had 17 players test positive for COVID-19. They won 7 to nothing. <laughs> so What do you got coming up on your show today? Uh, well, we're going to break down those two games, and we're going to go through the lineup. We're going to evaluate the lines thus far. Uh, we're going to take a look at the two goaltenders. Special teams has been uh, good on the power play, not so good on the PK, so we're going to talk about that. Yuho Lamico, who hasn't been seen in a Panther sweater in two years, showed up at practice yesterday. Uh, I've got my chirp of the week, and I think you can probably guess what I'm going to be complaining about uh, this week. We were just talking about it. Um, and then when we go around the pond, we're going to talk about the Dallas Stars. They're putting up their touchdown last night. There's a pretty sticky situation in Columbus going on with one of their best players who apparently might get traded today. And you talked about it on your show. We're going to talk about it on my show. NBCSN is going away. Where are the hockey games going to go? We'll talk about it on Chirping the Cats. And all that's coming up next right here on SideRadio.com. You're listening to the flagship station of Inter-Miami CF, OnSideRadio.com. Follow us on social media at OnSideRadio. 